So a new study of OECD countries has us near the bottom of 11 of them in terms of access to health care and in terms of the cost of health care. Okay? Private dollars actually don't fund very much of Europe's health care, but they would deem it a hybrid system. We know we don't want to become the United States, for better or worse. We get that. Everyone understands that. But we're not having proper conversations about what we could become and how to fix so many of the problems we have. So let's have that conversation now on Toronto Today. So I love the word um, undignified. It describes our health care right now. And someone used it. um, But... I think the person that used it um, doesn't have the solutions that we need to get to right now. Dr. Adil Shamji, who I great admiration for, and he's come on our show. I think he was on with Kelly last week. He's an emergency room physician who was elected as a liberal MPP. We should have more people with that real life hands on experience making decisions about health care in our in our political world. I love that we have people who know education in politics, business in politics. I even you know, the minister of sport should have an element of a sport background. It's great when you get people with specialties. Okay, it's not I've said this before. It's not a summer camp where we just go, hey, (laughs) nobody will be the second volleyball instructor. Has anyone ever played before? We should be asking a little, uh, you know, a little more of our process and our politicians than that. But I see this concept. And the problem is I want Dr. Shamji and and I, I think the Ontario Liberal Party can really get a big win by reframing how they converse about health care. And what will separate them from the NDP potentially is saying we need to start thinking about different ways to do things. No, we won't. have. We can't have this privatization scenario that is similar to the United States. I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it again right now. Too many people fall through the cracks. It costs people too much money. It costs people their life savings if their kid gets cancer. That's no good. That's no good in the least. We've got to have some safeguards in place. But to take away all elements and prevent all all elements of choice is what we do. You pay into the system for a good six decades. Suddenly you want a hip replacement at 72 and you're left in agony for 18 months. And these stories, like we cover them in the media and I understand why we do it. These stories of people going to Eastern Europe and paying 15 grand to get a shoulder surgery or a hip replacement or a titanium plate in their knee. So they can live their life and go to the grocery store and maybe play around at golf. It's outrageous. Those are the things we have to talk about the same as well. Look at us flap, flap our wings and keep moving along to that, uh, you know, to that big socialized healthcare place in the sky. We've got to be a little bit smarter about this and study after study tells us. So want a new one in, in encapsulated in two minutes. Here it is. There was a uh, study done. With uh, with regard to 11 OECD countries, rich countries, countries that have money, countries that people want to emigrate to, not emigrate from. We're one of them. So remember that for as many, many people, Canada's this, Canada's that. Most people aren't packing up and leaving to move somewhere else. And I'd say all 11 of these OECD countries are the same. But let's see where we are. Healthcare expenditures has us pretty high. We're eighth highest, or rather, we're uh, the eighth lowest out of 11 countries. And that means we're the third highest. Okay. 11 high income countries, we rank ninth in terms of access to care and 10th in equity and outcomes. And think about that for just one sec. 
the access to care is one thing. We know that our wait times to go into to go cross over two hurdles are pretty dramatic to go from seeing our GP to seeing a specialist. Then we see the specialist. The specialist says you need an operation. You need a surgery. You need to go here. That's where we really fall down. That's where the struggle really is in terms of wait times. So we're in second last place behind, yes, Switzerland, France, Sweden, New Zealand, Germany, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Netherlands, and Norway. And it's only the USNA that ranks lower. Okay? So just the idea that we can have a proper discussion about healthcare partnerships, we already do privatize some things. We privatize x-rays. We do privatize at times... Uh, magnetic resonance imaging clinics, okay? But when it comes to the actual bread and butter of can I see a doctor, can I get a surgery because I'm hurting and I'm in agony, um, we struggle. We really struggle. Given that I expect the next four decades to be the mental health crisis of our generation, some of that is picking things back up off of COVID, okay? Some of it is. Um, we're going to have to sharpen our game here, and we're not having the proper conversations about that. And I, it makes me so suspicious as to why it is. Why not have the conversation? Why not um, have open dialogue about what health is, about what science is? It doesn't make any sense to me. And examples that worked 30 years ago just don't anymore. Okay, they don't. Here's something from the uh, National Post opinion piece. Canada's health care costs in 2019 for non-capital items. And I'll explain that in a second. If you're having your uh, frosted flakes and you're like, I don't have time to look that up. We're funded 70% by the public sector. And so that's the sum of expenditures for government schemes. Don't take that negatively. Schemes and compulsory health insurance. The remaining 30% was paid by private sources. Now that's above the 27% average of 38 countries. We're already paying into private coffers. There's already people getting rich via health care. And, and the need and the demand for it. Now, it's 51% in the United States. So we may not want to get up to 51%, but we're at 30. Now, let me give you something that will shock you. The private sector share of costs in European countries ranges between 15 and 20%. We don't have complete public sector coverage. We don't have universal health care. I mean, I haven't, that hasn't come out of my mouth in the last 10, 11 months. After I've seen some of the gaps that are there... Um, in terms of certain health exams. And yeah, some of this is stuff that hopefully we wake up, give our heads a shake and catch up on. When I give you that data last week that we've got 400,000 women in the province that are late on mammograms. When I tell you that we're going to be exactly there with colonoscopies for men and women, it's really, really concerning. Doctors need to be reopened. Now, most are, but these phone appointments have to stop. They have to cease. And we're paying doctors the same for a phone appointment as we are an in-person visit. Well, what would you prefer? This is the same thing why people don't want to get dressed, don't want to put on makeup, don't want to put gas in their car, and don't want to come into their workplace. It hurts their bottom line. Well, we're paying for the bottom line because our health care is so heavily taxed. So let's be better and do better here. The numbers are staring us right in the face. It's not just a Canada-USA conversation. There's, oh, we can't go with the American model. Well, I'll tell you again, if you have money and you have a job with benefits, and I never made more than like $52,000 in the United States, but I had great benefits, great service, great experience having a child there, decent experience having a knee surgery there, and that's not fun for anybody. 
But the problem is there's too many uninsured or underinsured Americans. So if you can cut out segment B of that and give more people more choice, I don't think a guy making a quarter of a million dollars at a, at a law firm should get a free MRI or an X-ray. Call me crazy. They should pay into the system. But we need to make sure uninsured and underinsured Canadians and closer to home in Ontario um, get at least the same access. At least that. It's not as difficult as it seems on paper. It really isn't. We're just not mature enough right now to have conversations about it. And we need politicians that are willing to take a little bit of the shrapnel and push forward and push through some of the stuff that, that comes their way from uh, from big medicine, if you will, that is going to be so critical of this. You just wonder why we can't get there.